Hello, stylist leaders. Matthew Simmons here. Welcome back. We're going to talk about another great topic. As always, I want to dive into something that I've been thinking about here the past couple of days, leading with compassion. So stewarding your giftings with compassion. Very important. We want to talk about stewardship here a little bit because we just talked about Thanksgiving, being thankful, and I want to just kind of segue into this. And I want to highlight a couple individuals who made their mark on history in a couple different ways. And I want, to, I want you to see the extreme cases of this. And they're going to be very exaggerated, but I'm, I'm going to make a point with it. So I want to spotlight two men who, born at separate times, or their time on earth kind of overlapped, but their, their claim to fame really didn't overlap really at all. Um, they were both sent to seminary, had some formal seminary training. One graduated seminary and became an ordained minister and went on to prominence. And the other one dropped out of seminary, became bitter, and became a dictator. So one of the men I'm talking about is Joseph Stalin, who became the dictator. And the other man I'm talking about is Fred Rogers from Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. We've all grown up with Fred Rogers and we all know about Joseph Stalin, the Red Terror and the Soviet dictator. Now, what makes these two men different? What makes these two leaders different? Because, make no mistake about it, Fred Rogers was a leader. He was on TV over 30 years. Joseph Stalin was in power for almost 30 years, or over 30 years. So these two gentlemen were in a place of prominence, a public spotlight for 30 plus years. One individual went to seminary, grew bitter, at his past, at his upbringings, and yielded to violence, and grew cold, and used his leadership abilities to murder millions of his own people, and to bring war to a whole region, and oppression to a whole region, and start a whole cold war, and was a cold, ruthless individual. And another individual, with a, again, a seminary upbringing, went on to be an ordained minister, and was on television for over 30 years and helped raise, for lack of a better phrase, millions and millions of adults, uh, that are adults now, but helped raise millions and millions of people, made an impact in generations of individuals that is still being felt today because you can, even today, you can find episodes of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood and he have he still has that positive impact. And if you go watch the movie that I just watched um, with Tom Hanks in it, uh, about his life, it's it's inspiring. So how how can those two men, who were sent to the same vehicle, obviously not the same school, not the same era, not the same time, but how could they be in the same kind of environment, at least in that setting, uh, raised with some form of Christianity? Uh, Joseph Stalin's mom wanted him to be a priest. Um, his father obviously was. Uh, not a good influence if you look at history. I mean, he was abusive. He was an alcoholic. And um, Fred Rogers' uh, upbringing was much different. That does have a part to play. But I'm talking about the actual man at the same point. What makes one man steward his gift in a way to where he's murdering millions of people and another man steward his gift where he's impacting the lives of millions of people uh, of all backgrounds, of all races, all over the world, tuning in to watch uh, a quick 30-minute TV program with you know, education, puppets, and songs that are uplifting and wanting to encourage people to live a better life. 
and wanting to, you know, challenge children to think about issues that are relevant. So how can these two individuals lead or have an influence over people and they'd be totally different, totally drastically different? I mean, literally night and day different, polar opposite. I mean, we're talking like sun and Pluto different. I mean, just totally different. How can that happen? Well, ultimately, every person is the, every person is the sum total of the decisions that they make. And we have to understand that. We have to take responsibility for our actions and how we respond to the stimuli that we are around. And these are two different men who had very powerful giftings and they use them in two totally powerfully different ways. One self-destructive, one very positive. And how we look at that is there's one element that is missing in one that is very prevalent in the other. And that is compassion. Joseph Stalin was quoted at the passion of his wife that a stone, uh, cold stone entered his heart and he had uh, no love for anyone. But you can hear Fred Rogers in interviews talking about how he wants to, you know, if he was to describe himself, he's pretty much just, to paraphrase what he's saying, he's just going on television talking to children. And I would say, dare say, even adults, about how to make a positive in, in, impact in the world and how to be a better person. So you can clearly see there's a totally different uh, framework there. And the thing that you see is the tragedy with Joseph Stalin is when he died, he, everyone was in such terror of him because he ruled with such terror. He would, he, some, some of the things that he did is he would, he, when he got into power, he murdered his top military leaders. So when they go into World War II to try and defeat Nazi Germany, at the beginning of the war, they were just, the Germans ran roughshod over them and they just invaded within a mile of Moscow because all of the good soldiers were killed because Stalin was paranoid of them. And at the time of his death in 1953, all the good doctors that could have cured him were all dead because he was afraid of intellectuals. He was afraid and he murdered many Jewish intellectuals because they were Jewish, because they were intellectuals, because that they were a threat to him. He purged his military because they were a threat to his power. He was paranoid of everybody. And you see that paranoia, you see that coming into play, and it literally killed him because when he fell ill, no one, was a, no one entered his room because the penalty of entering his room unannounced was death. And no one wanted to enter his room, and he needed help. He would, I'm sure he's even crying out for help, but no one would come in and answer because they were afraid of their own life because he ruled with such terror. But then you look at Fred Rogers, who he would stop to take a picture with anybody. He would stop and sign an autograph for anyone. He would stop and talk with anyone. He would pray for people by their first name. He would, you know, go out of his way and he would be quoted as saying, you know, the most important thing I'm doing right now is talking to you. Two totally different um, uh, reactions. To where when Stalin passed away, many people rejoiced around the world. And then the people who were who were saddened were forced to be saddened so it was one of those a forced reverence and worship it's where if you know it was you had a penalty as with most if not all dictators you would be killed for not worshiping them so they had a forced reverence it wasn't genuine which is a good reason which is a an example for why god doesn't force reverence upon us because he wants to know that our love for him is genuine but that's a totally different topic we'll discuss that later but my point is is stalin was hated by everyone Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers, was loved by everyone. You know, everyone mourned his death. He's missed. You know, people, you know, really, everyone felt like they, they knew both men, one good, one bad. So I want to bring this home 
to you saying, well, I'm not going to be a murderer and kill millions of, of people and I'm probably not going to be on television and, and reach millions of people for a positive light. So those two examples I can't relate to. Well, that's not true because there's, there's some that can be very relatable to both of these individuals so every one of our lives and that is how do we respond to our situation and how do we let situations affect us and then how do we steward the giftings that we have to do good or bad? Because, you know, God gives us a diet. I, you know, I lay before you life and death you choose. We see that in Scripture. So these both of these individuals had that opportunity. There's no one that is on earth that's not capable of glorifying God. And I'll talk about that later in the next episode of what our purpose really is. But it really is to bring glory to God because... Everybody has that potential to do that. And so Fred Rogers made it a point to steward his gift. And he might not have thought this way, like verbally, but his action said, I'm going to lead with compassion. I'm going to bless others with compassion. I'm going to take interest in people. I'm going to love people. I'm going to find the good in people. And I'm going to find a way to steward my emotions in a positive manner to where nothing happens in a negative light and to be that positive light in someone's life. Because as a believer, as a Christian, if you listen to this and you're a Christian, we have an order. It's, it's, not, it's not a suggestion. We have an order to be Christ-like, you know. I mean, that's it's just the way it is. We're not, you know, we can't live a life any differently. You know, that doesn't mean we're going to be perfect, but it certainly doesn't mean that we just go about any any way, shape, or form. Make an impact in someone's life. It doesn't matter if your gifting is something or another. You have no excuse for not making a positive impact in the life of, of other people. So I want to really hit, that has to hit home very, very much. That you don't have an excuse for not making a positive impact in someone's life. And so Fred Rogers definitely did that. Joseph Stalin definitely didn't do that. While one is an extreme example of good, another is an extreme example of bad in this example, I want you to understand that while your your decisions every day will not be as drastic as either of those two, they will markedly have a very profound impact upon people, how you respond to people. A general answer will always turn away wrath. That doesn't mean that you're a pushover, but it knows it, it shows you that you need to know what battles worth fighting. And as a leader, you always want to, if you are a leader and you consider yourself a leader, many of you are and you don't consider yourself that, um, which is really, you can say that's humility, but it's really a false sense of humility because, well, anyway, that's another episode. I want to stay on, on my topic here. The point I'm making here is whether you see yourself a leader or not, you you influence many people on a daily basis through interactions, through small interactions. And you want to make sure those interactions are Mr. Rogers-like. Are you including people? Are you trusting the people, even though they hurt you? Are you welcoming the people? Are you stewarding the giftings that God's given you with the mindset of doing it with a compassionate spirit? you got to make sure you do that. Because when you lead with compassion, it will be shown to you as well. But you will also plant seeds of hope and faith in other people 
Because if you do that, you don't know what impact you'll make. You might prevent uh, self-harm or harm to others by you being there for somebody. You'll brighten someone's day. You'll, you'll, be some, uh, you'll be a positive influence in someone's life. You just never know what you'll do. So if you steward with compassion and you steward your gifts with compassion, knowing that everything that you do on a daily basis will bring life or death, you have the choice of that you'll understand that your interactions with people are markedly different than just, oh, it's just another day at the office or it's just another another day, you know, an average day. You know, because everyone gets up for holidays. Everyone gets up for special events in life because it's it's a big moment and, you know, it's fun. But the everyday life, you know, is kind of boring. But it it shouldn't be that way at all. Every day is an opportunity for you to be a positive influence for somebody. And I constantly pray that, that that's my life. Even when I'm doing it and I know I'm doing it, I pray to do it even more so. Not because I don't feel like I'm doing it, but because I, I always want to make sure that my focus is that I'm stewarding my giftings with compassion and that everything I do with my talents and my abilities stems from an ability to pour life into someone else and to speak life into someone else and to be someone's cheerleader and to cheer somebody on and to be a a positive influence and role model for somebody else that clearly needs it. And everybody has a... A.L. Williams said this. He's a, a an entrepreneur, founder of a major financial firm in the United States. He said, everybody has a sign on their chest that says, make me feel special. That's what everybody has. Everybody wants to feel special. That's why there's so many self-esteem books and self-help books. And that's why everybody loves Mr. Rogers to this day because he made everybody feel special. And the reason everybody hated Joseph Stalin is because he hated everyone. He was ruthless. He was cold. And he led with bitterness sinister, uh, and a sinister motive. And he led out of fear. And he led out of hatred and anger. And those are two totally different things. Now, the danger is not in the average person, I would say, that they're going to become a Joseph Stalin. But you will sow the same seed that he sowed if you don't lead with compassion. If you're always bitter, you're anger, angry, you're negative, you're going to have the same seed sown into the life of a person. It's going to be detrimental. They're not going to want to be around you. They're not, it's, not, it's not going to bring life. Now, he was in a position of power where he could actually bring death, and he actually did. But your negativity can bring death in a different way, in a more spiritual way. It can bring death to a dream. It can bring death to an, uh, a good mood. It can bring death to hope. You never know what it can do. You've got to make sure that you weigh those interactions with people very, very seriously because you don't know what a person's going through. And listen, people can get on your reserve nerve. They get on mine. That doesn't mean you're perfect, but it does mean that you pay attention to the lives of other people. So lead with compassion. Thank you for listening. Again, you know where to find this podcast on the mo- on many of your major platforms. Again, check out YouTube, check out Instagram for content, stylish leadership. That's just the way you can find me. So catch you in the next episode. Share this with somebody that needs it. Who do I know that needs it? Are they breathing? Yeah, they need it. So share it to everyone you know. Peace and God bless and catch you in the next episode.